Greetings, film fans. Welcome to episode 17 of The Big Rooski, the film show from Joe and Her that is hell-bent on wiping out half the known universe with just a click of our fingers. I was going to do that quick. You still here? Good. That means you're one of the lucky ones and you Wait get to listen to the rest of the show. What? <laughs> Wait a minute. You just killed half our audience. No, no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Our are going to be so low this week. Well, Paul did it. He clicked his fingers. I'm your host, Owen Doherty, and I'm delighted and slightly terrified to be in the presence of two of the most powerful, the most megalomaniacal, Ooh. the most, Ooh. I know it's tough, the most massively purple-headed people in the universe. <sighs> oh, it is, of course, <laughs> Rory Cashin. And Paul Moore, how are I you both? I am a grown-up who is not going to make a joke, and I... It's hard. Damn! <laughs> Rory! Well, after last week, we've established I'm the venerable Paul Moore now, so that's... that's oh, that's fine. right, okay. Yeah. I'll address and you I'm by your... And I'm all those type of dirty jokes Rory mentioned Official before. titles. Um, if you were fortunate enough to uh, survive the Big Reviewski finger-clicking apocalypse, uh, then we'd love you to get in touch. You can tweet us on Twitter, at Big Reviewski, and you can WhatsApp us on 00353... Zero. Oh, the, the ink's gone on the on the page. There. No one knows that Welcome. number anyway. No, I know. Yeah, um, it's fine. Just a heads up, everybody. By clicking uh, our fingers, Paul, you accidentally wiped out half of our Rudy nudies. Most of the good ones, and two, uh, uh, unfortunately. Uh, so do feel free to send on some more if you have them. It's just nudies, not Rudy's. <laughs> just nudies, please. Uh, lots of great stuff coming up on today's show. We've got high clues galore. Amazing uh, tickets to give away to see. Deadpool 2 at an exclusive screening in Dublin Uh, and we've got an interview with the cleft-chinned Clive Owen star of (laughs) Anon one of this week's big releases looking forward to that everybody Mm -hmm. yep yes (laughs) now though it's time for ready yourself it's time for the big question on the big review ski Still haven't got the nope. music. No, nope. nothing. No. Nope. Uh, last week in our Star Wars special, we wanted to know who is your favourite character in the Star Wars galaxy. Uh, Paul, you went for this gruffy-looking nerf herder himself, the Han effortlessly Solo. cool Han Solo. Rory, great shout. General General Grievous with uh, asthma droid man. As, as robot asthma. Robot asthma. Yes. That's the one. And I went for R two D two. Uh, thanks to everyone else who got in touch, uh, including Aaron Conroy, who went for Obi-Wan Kenobi, the greatest Jedi that ever lived. Didn't say which iteration, whether it's Alec Guinness or Ewan McGregor. Any particular hmm. favourite? Well, how long was Alec Guinness around? He only did well, the one. He only did like a bit of that one. Oh, he's pretty iconic, though. In fairness, <laughs> McGregor kind of grew into that beard by episode three. You were the like, chosen yeah. one. Would you want to see McGregor back for the next one? If it hasn't yeah, been cast? I'd yeah, i take it, yeah. 100%. No. No, okay. Um, James Conway as well went for Darth Vader uh, for the obvious good versus evil Jedi versus dark side battle within himself. And he also chose C-3PO for no, the comic factor. No. Which, I Was don't know... You? No, he went, he went for two. I don't know if James is saying that C-3PO for the comic factor, that James is making a joke, that C-3PO is a good character, or that C-3PO you know, is the comic factor. Do you know what's funny? My girlfriend watched uh, Star Wars for the first time. All oh, right, I, I brainwashed it, girlfriend. I brainwashed so it. Cool. it. And she said C-3PO mm. was her favourite character. Who was? Her C-3PO was her favourite character. You need to break up with her exactly. right now yeah, this minute. Yeah, um, this and week. we've actually found a potential boyfriend for her on Facebook. <laughs> what's that dude's name? Uh, James Conway I'll put them in touch it's fine. <laughs> yeah exactly um, this week though Rory Cashin has the big question on the big review ski what do you got Rory yeah I've got a bit art house this Ooh, week uh, yeah, uh, considering one of the uh, upcoming reviews this week is Entebbe um, 
which now that I think about it isn't a foreign language film. No, I know. Film. You mentioned this earlier on. I was like, that's a film in English there's, with there's, there's foreign, titles. There's subtitles. Thank you. Yeah. There's some of it's in foreign language. So what is your favourite foreign language movie of all time? Now, okay? Mm-hmm, okay. Okay, so listen. we I, I pitched this question to, to you and Paul immediately, within microseconds, like said, before, I know what Owen's answer is. Before I even knew what my own answer was, Paul knew, but he hasn't revealed what it is. So Paul... What do you think my favourite foreign language film is? I'm relying is? on my kind of own dirty shining ability to read your minds, which <laughs> okay. we've developed over years of work together. Okay. I'm going to say Cinema Paradiso. <gasps> He's got it exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> He's got it exactly right. Wait, and this is one of the reasons How I love Cinema Paradiso. No, he was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> because Paul and the I shining. love each other. Um... This is just an incredible film. Have either of you seen it? I have. Yeah. And do you not think it's the most... This isn't just one of my favourite foreign language films. This is one of my favourite films of all time. You know, I didn't question once when this piano was in this room. (laughs) Why it was here. It's Paul tinkling away in the corner. Um, That is the theme tune from uh, Cinema Paradiso by Ennio Morricone. And it's an Italian film. And basically it's about the love of cinema. And even listen to the music. I think I'm well enough. It's either that or the hay fever. Um, it could but be both. It's probably both. So now I need to know if Paul, Paul, if you can, can guess, if Owen can, can guess, guess your one. Paul's. I didn't even know mine until this morning. So yeah, but okay. neither did Owen apparently. So. I'm going to guess it by playing the soundtrack to what? your favorite film. What? <gasps> it's Cinema Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> Get off the piano! When did my opinion become invalid on this show? I actually, I don't, I don't know what Paul says. Owen's going to make my decision for me. Uh, no, I was tossing and turning over this even up this okay. morning. I settled on a prophet, which is a French prison oh. film, a gangster one by Jacques Odier. It's relatively recent, and for me, it's probably the best. I wouldn't even call it a gangster film. It's just a drama and uh, prison drama. It's it's excellent. Uh, Ryan Coogler, in fact, said it's the film that inspired him to make Black Panther. Amazing. Which is a very strange mix when you think about it, but brilliantly acted by Tamir <laughs> Rahim, I think. Relation. Yeah, and um, they're. I think they're remaking it, but I really hope they don't. It's uh, it's brilliant. Beautiful. <laughs> I hope they do. No, I hope, I hope they don't. I hope I'm Ryan Coogler makes it. But one, I could I could have picked fifty films. <laughs> but it's not allowed. But yes. one of my favorite bits of a prophet is when he smuggles because it is set in prison yeah he literally starts with nothing and kind of realises he doesn't rely on physical force or violence to rise through the ranks in prison it's about being cunning and making alliances and using your brains to get out because at the start he goes and he's like leaving no shoes on and all of a sudden when he leaves he's like a kingpin but never loses in sense of uh, himself and stuff it's really good drama yeah but there's a bit that still freaks me out to this day when he has a little uh, a razor oh yeah from a shaver and he smuggles it around in his mouth and you're just like it's giving me heebie-jeebies none of that carry on in cinema parties so what about you Rory less of it <laughs> less of it definitely <laughs> uh, mine is Amelie Oh, yeah. well, coincidentally. No, don't play that music what, again. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's the thing. Oh, um, party, you've so made this all about you. You played your music over all of our Everybody answers. Rude. Watch so basically, party. our answers are wrong. Amelie, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. the music in that is incredible as well by Jan Tiersen. Yes, I assume so. Yes. <laughs> um, no, yeah, just a beautiful uh, romantic kind of comedy um, with just the most imagination... Um, this side of anything really it's just it's fantastic I love it so is much is that the guy who did Alien Resurrection director same guy yes okay I just know because you're a big <laughs> alien is that, is that why yeah, you love yeah. it because you love aliens no he did Delicatessen Amelie is the French word for aliens as well isn't it 
No. Okay. Or mm. non or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> non. All pronounced. Um, so we will be uh, wondering what your <laughs> like right now. What are your favourite foreign language films? Uh, let us know as well. That's a that's a nice remix. You got a bit of gritty crime drama with the prophet. Nice kind of whimsome comedy with Amelie and the greatest and just, answer of all time. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, just bawling your eyes out with cinema parody. So like, oh, if you, oh, it's so good. You all right? I'm just I'm going to go back to the cinema. I, I actually do. Let's take ten. Um, but uh, yeah, so Roy, thanks for the big question on the big review ski. Now, Paul, you were working on our high clue example for this week. Oh, oh high clue! Now, oh, hi before clue. we go any further, um, and we will have the competition high clue later on in the show. Um, we have to address something oh. very controversial. <gasps> oh my gosh! Uh, following a week of intense scrutiny, uh, an independent stewards' inquiry, and me being hauled in front of the High Clue High Council. That's real, uh, you know. It is. Mm. To be court high marshaled, uh, I have to issue a formal apology. Re. High Clues. Okay. <laughs> I owned a hurdy. I'm sorry. I've been found <gasps> guilty on two counts of heresy. Oh, you're so, really stretching. Yeah, the high. One. <laughs> I'm, I'm high, sorry. Um, so, <laughs> the one from a couple of weeks ago, Jules has to guard Jules. Ali's Ali's and Ali. Ali's Mark, what? Said yeah, it again? Mark, <laughs> and Manhattan. There were two issues here. The first one was, and a lot of people shouted at me, and I thought, I got confused between accent and actual syllables. Sure. So the first line, Jules has to guard Jules. Jules, the first one was J-U-L-E-S. Yeah. The second word was Jules, J-E-W-E-L-S. Yeah. Sure. And people have correctly argued that Jules. Jules yeah. Um, uh, as in the gems, as in the stones, is a two-syllable word. And it doesn't matter how I might say it or how you might say it. It's still a two-syllable word. Okay. Even though I say it with one. So that's one. And I apologise for that. Okay. From being for Derry. Yeah, you're Yeah, I'm sorry about it. I'm a back rumour. And the second line, Ali's, <laughs> Ali's and Ali. <laughs> you're a tough guy, Derry accents. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, Ali's, Ali's and Ali. Uh, I just didn't say that sentence properly at all. No, he still so, even, so, even yeah, today. when he said it to you last week and today. I, I. So I. here we go. This is the correct pronunciation of that. We sentence. know how to say it. People Allies, know how to say it. Allies and ally. Perfect. Yay. That's what I should have said. So um, it's a high yeah. clue miracle. Yeah. So I'm I'm sorry on both of those counts. And now we can move on to this week's high clue example. By uh, by Palmer. Oh, this is going to have more mistakes than even your own. <laughs> okay, it's good to know that even the high clean master can make a mistake. That's very true. We or won't hold it against him. Or two. We won't hold it against him. Though, will we? It was riddled with heresy. Heresy. Oh, I forgot the spell. Oh, I forgot that. Shut heresy. Up, heresy. Heresy. Yeah. Like it. Okay. First line: Luna and Potter. Okay. Hold on. Luna and Potter. Revolutionary. Sex and drugs. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. It's a fucking no. Oh, we're going oh, there. Pardon my French. <laughs> Revolutionary sex and what? And drugs. Sex and drugs. And the third line, life can be a beach. Life can be, be a beach. A beach. Okay. Let's do syllable count. Luna and Potter. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Is Potter a capital P? Yes. Okay. 
Revolutionary sex and drugs. <laughs> Revolution. No, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Ocean. Ocean is too. Hold on. Revolution. <laughs> Hold on a sec. Let's get the right number here. The Let's second get it. You said revolutionary. It's like, well, that's his whole sense. <laughs> okay. So the number of syllables that are in that line. <laughs> revolutionary sex and drugs. <laughs> Nine, nine syllables. Okay, let's so take out the look. sex and and let's have a revolutionary drugs. Re- okay. okay, let's try that. Revolutionary drugs. Okay, okay that's, that's seven. I love it. See, teamwork. Paul, teamwork. for everyone who can't see us, which is everybody, Paul went rev, held up one finger. Lou held up another finger, and then went ocean, and <laughs> held up one more finger. Airy. Ocean, airy. <laughs> no, that's four. How many fingers did I use? <laughs> okay, so okay, revolutionary, revolutionary drugs. Okay. drugs. Okay. And the li- li- life can be a beach. Life, life can, can be, be a beach. beach. Five. Fine. Okay. Sweet, we got there. So the Ushin. traditional uh, Japanese haiku. I'm naming my first child Ushin. <laughs> <laughs> the venerable Ushin. Okay, Ushin. Luna and Potter, revolutionary drugs. Life can be a beach. Okay, so what are we thinking? First line, Luna. Luna Lovegood, possibly. Ivana Lynch. Mm. So Ivana Lynch, maybe. Potter, Daniel Radcliffe. It's not a Harry Potter But it's not a Harry Potter film. How are we doing, Paul? Is that... Uh... Uh, yeah, you're kind of in the right ballpark. Okay, revolutionary <laughs> drugs. You're talking about films, yeah. You're in the, you're, you're, <laughs> I was you're like, we're writing that it's not what we're okay. it is. Revolutionary I feel like I gave drugs. you a bit too much there with the sex and drugs. Well, you, did, you, you gave us too many words. Well, yeah, you yeah. literally gave us yeah, too yeah, many syllables. Where yeah. uh, problem? Um, revolutionary drugs. That's not the only problem with that this one, anyway. Is there a film with revolution in it? Um, okay, and then life can be a beach... Do you want a uh, a bit of a clue or a how, you, how you sort? No. Well, well, we've got potentially got two cast members. We've got Ivana Lynch, who hasn't got a massive list of films to her names no. apart from the Harry Potter, films. Uh, which helps, makes me think it's not if, her. If it helps, oh. uh, Luna is spelt L-U-N-A. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. that helps. Okay, so it's, it's not like L-O-O-N-A this, or something like that. That's not Ivana Lynch. Though. Is it not Ivana Lynch? Is that these one? I'll give yeah, you one yeah. clue. It's, like, it's not Ivana Lynch. It's not Ivana Lynch. Right. So and Luna that's and not. Daniel Radcliffe either. I'm not, you asked for one clue. I'm no, no, hold on a second. I was so, told, I was, I was slapped last week for not asking no, exactly. questions. No, hold on a second. <laughs> okay. No, no, there are two different things. Gifts, when you gift something to somebody, that's whenever you know we're what? struggling you know massively. What? You know what? Where's this high clue council? <laughs> Apparently these rooms. They're just called the high council. Do you know what? Since, since I balls up the original, I'll give you an extra one, okay? <laughs> okay. What, okay, one question this is between us. Okay, gift. An extra one, because I already answered answer? one. Okay, so hold on a second. Hold on a second. Gifts and uh, telling people whether they're in the right direction are two separate things. So we learned this last week. Ivana Lynch, right? It's It's, not her. No, Potter, Daniel Radcliffe. It's not him. You're sure it's not him? Okay. 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 Not what other question do you want to ask? Because you get one more, and then we're moving on. What else could that line mean? The first one, then something to do with the moon. Oh, and ghost. No. And Potter could be like a gardener or something. And it might not be like Harry Potter. Yeah, okay. that's capitalized Potter. So. Is, so, what is the name? Okay, what other Potters do we know apart from Harry Potter? Uh, mm. Beatrix <laughs> could be. So, could Moon, Luna. Okay, I'll give you one. It could be affiliated with Harry Potter. So that's broad. Oh, okay. It could be affiliated with Harry Potter. So you're in the right ballpark with Harry Potter. It could be a fellow actor. It could be a fellow mm. castmate. It could be you know. Something like so that. I knew, it wasn't, I knew it wasn't Radcliffe. Nothing that's a big, that's a big clue. Nothing else is jumping out for fantastic. Revolutionary base. drugs. And what's on a beach? No, you, you said. Okay, okay. I'll give you a massive clue. Ugh. The plot. Re- okay, I'll give you 
if I give you one of them we can come back to okay it. the plot revolves around the beach is it the beach <laughs> no but the plot revolves around a, a is beach. it beaches <laughs> and think about the overall snaps. theme of the show and you'll be I think that's movies foreign language <laughs> you're on the right track yeah you're on the right foreign track foreign language beach revolutionary drugs shall we move on and come back we'll to move that? on we'll come yeah. back we'll come back yeah, we've foreign got language okay but remember it's too. about a beach and foreign language you're on the right track okay the beach okay let's put that aside for <laughs> one second I love that film okay hands out come with me here we go uh, come on you, come let's go is this me. punishment for me getting the hype you're wrong Sing it alone. It is Stockholm Syndrome. It's going to work. Do you know what? You're the only two people who don't like it. Everyone else likes it. Everyone can Have you done it? Mame and Colin, my friend. They both love it. Nobody else. Okay. Anyway, these are the top ten films out in the Irish <laughs> box office this week. Number ten, three question marks. Can we remember I, the name I, of this I film? I actually remembered it this week, right? Pie Hard 4, Good Day to Pie Hard. I like that. In That's Guernsey. Good. Or Pie in the Sky in Guernsey. <laughs> or... This is three. Pile of Lucy in Guernsey. It's, it's one of the none of those I films. I like Pile of Lucy. That's the Pile of Lucy is very funny. Pile of Lucy is funny. I got to like write last week. Do I have to remember it again? No, but it's a good day to pie hard, isn't it? <laughs> number 10 this week is Truth or Dare, actually. Uh-oh. Oh. So the Guernsey one is gone. But after, I mer- after I learned what it's called this <laughs> I know, week, I'm so sorry. You nailed the it. effort. Number nine in the Irish box office this week is Blockers, but we have told you repeatedly how much we have enjoyed that film. But there is another film that missed out in the top ten films. But, Paul, you went to see The Strangers Pray at Night. And I'm kind of glad it did miss out because I love the original Strangers. If mm. you remember the home invasion flick with uh, Liv Tyler and Scott Speedman. Very simple film. The deaths were good and just enough characters to get by. New one has Christina Hendricks of Mad Men in the lead and it's awful who's her um, husband in that one I he's also no kind idea. of famous isn't oh it's um, it's a Martin Henderson from The Ring I think you could be right yeah um, obviously all horror you have to suspend an element of the belief, belief in terms of like why are you running upstairs and you should be going out, outside and why are you making this decision and such and such there are so many atrocious plot turns in this that the people next to me were laughing more than they were like gasping and within about five minutes they introduced the characters you know the doll face killer and the guy with the sack in his head and it's the set piece is really lazy and it just sets the tone for the whole thing it's uh, it's really bad just something on the title it's the strangers pray at night as in P-R-E-Y yes not, it's not it's word, word play it's not just <laughs> word pray it's not just them sitting at the side of bed like saying prayers for the duration <laughs> of the thing it's supposed to be a horror it is but um, it goes down the kind of uh you know, Halloween 6 and 7 when Michael Myers can't be killed or as the first one was just it was, I love the simplicity of it they just showed up and started killing people for no reason to me that was horrifying people mm. are like critics didn't like it but I thought Jesus what's scarier than that but it just and it was relatively believable this one just goes so off the wall um, like people turning their backs to the guy with the knife to rescue other people and it's like what, and there was a scene when I'm not going to run it but someone has a gun pointed at one of them and they just don't shoot after deaths have happened like they've seen them kill people and I was just like oh this is hurting my head um, so not recommended not recommended in the slightest okay. okay well it's good to see it not in the top 10 then uh, number 8 this week is a brand new Polish film uh, we all did love Ostante Pies Pies at night Pies 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 that's the one um, so I the name of this film is Narciccioni Nanibi and I googled Narciccioni Nanibi plot oh. 
And this is what came up. Oh, hang on. I, have a, I can take a guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here we go. Neen Num from Star Wars yeah. Who? falls into go. the trap of Neen Admiral Num. Akbar in Poland. Who's Neen yeah. Num? Nearly. Neen Num. Neen the Num. He's, the, he's one of the characters that pilots uh, the Falcon, actually. Yeah. yeah is it, does it Jedi. feature Neen Num? Is it a Star Wars prequel? Or it is not. Is, uh, it, is it about... Who's that uh, famous politician person? Sarko- Margaret Thatcher? No, Sarko- oh, Sarkozy. Yeah. It's not about Sarkozy's Sarkozy. Sarkozy's nibs. <laughs> no, sorry, it's not about Sarkozy's Two nibs. Two other good films. We should pitch films. Uh, I'm, that's Stop what I've been this. doing here. Stop this. Cubic Sarconia. The actual Googled plot is a little lie changes a woman's organised life into an emotional roller coaster. Oh, God. That was it, but I do want to go into oh. it. But no mention of pies. Uh, number seven this week is Peter Rabbit. Um, take an absolute fortune. And Paul, did you say... It's a it's, sequel. Uh, it's got a sequel. Sequel approved now. Yes, uh, it made so much money, um, and it's good. So no word if Gleason's going to return. I presume James Corden will be back. Rory, you'll be over him. the moon to see uh, James mm-hmm. Corden back up Real on the big screen. Uh, number six, mm-hmm. Rampage. We're all massive fans of that. If you're not a fan of that, then you're just a stupid person. Um, <laughs> number five is one of our new entries from last week. It's Tully, uh, Charlize Theron. Rory, you love this film up until a certain point. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wrote I wrote a, a bit of a, a spoilery article on uh, Joe about it. So, what? but but it's there, there are spoiler warnings on there. So good, beware. Uh, yeah, I would be curious to. I, I was hoping one of you, one of you two had gone to see it this oh, week. Unfortunately, so we I see strangers and stuff. You've made all the wrong choices. Chat about the ending, but uh, yes, if anyone out there has seen it, please text us at that number that none of us can remember <laughs> let us know or tweet us um, after yeah the just let us know whether you liked it or not you don't have to spoil it but like I did not like it at all the okay. ending okay. okay but love the rest of it absolutely um, number four is A Quiet Place slowly but surely moving down the box office but still taking a buckle load of cash number three is a brand new entry uh, Sherlock Gnomes now there was a film uh, a couple of years ago called Gnomeo and Juliet Ugh. and this is basically puns on the word numb uh, or numb numb and they've made an entire film franchise out of it or the beginnings of a film franchise out of it well it's like they just thought of the title and then we're like right we'll work backwards from that well Sherlock Gnomes is presumably about a detective called who's a gnome called Sherlock Gnomes and has to go on the case of I think one of the missing other gnomes but in some exciting news uh, I heard that Hollywood has greenlit some other films following the adventures of the gnomes oh god but the fat cat Hollywood uh, execs are struggling to come up with the names for those films what are we going to do they've actually (laughs) fired some of the plot summaries over to us because they know how much we love films so see if we can help out with the titles Um, the first one is about a young gnome called Kevin McAllister and he's voiced God by Macaulay Culkin and his parent gnomes head off on a big family holiday. God damn it. But they forget to bring him with any ideas what we could go with for no, that. No, nothing comes uh, to mind. Gnome Girls. Gnome Girls. <laughs> That's inappropriate. Gnome Chomsky. Gnome Chomsky. He does uh, make gnome, a guest appearance. Gnome, gnome Country for all men. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been... I'll scribble that one off the list. It is, of course, Gnome Alone. There's also another one which is a romantic comedy about a lady gnome voiced by Reese Witherspoon. She plays a New York gnome fashion designer. Dr. Gnome. This is Dr. Gnome who suddenly finds herself engaged to the city's most eligible gnome bachelor but her gnome past holds many secrets uh, including the redneck gnome pretty gnomen it's not how can you not get these gnome raider it's not gnome raider <laughs> it's clearly sweet gnome Alabama how is that clear that's obviously oh. you do know we're just like running our, with our own we're already making our own film the last one they want us to come up with a title with is uh, it's about three gnome pets uh, two gnome dogs and one gnome cat and they escape from a California gnome ranch and they go home to find their gnome owners. It's a gnome cat. <laughs> a gnome cat. It's like a cat, but it's a gnome. And they go back that's to San Francisco. A, that's a gnome. 
How can yeah, you be a known a cat? cat? Anyway. What are you doing? Paul's actually thinking about this one. Two no, cats I'm and a dog. To come up with what else rhymes with no? Go on, just one of you say the right answer. Michael Nolan's. Yeah, yeah it's like <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't work that. at all. Anyway, that one was Numbered Bound: The Incredible Journey. No, it wasn't. You're not going to do no, any it wasn't. more of those. It, it actually was. No, with the brave. <sighs> else? Number uh, two in the Irish box office this week is Amy Schumer's brand new film, I Feel Pretty. And I think we all find this a little bit disappointing. We were hoping it to be but not bad. funnier than mm. it was. Definitely, you know, a relatively decent comedy, but mm. hoping that it would be funnier. Um, because Amy Schumer is funnier than this film makes her out to be. Um, but when, you were when in Gnome. When in Rome. Is that even the name of a film? Yes, yeah, when, yeah, when in Rome. Uh, well, thanks for clearing Christian that up. I didn't Christian think you, you seemed like not to understand. But on a side note, in this uh, Michelle Williams in I Feel Pretty is great. She is. Yeah. Number one in the Irish box office. No surprise to see no, that Avengers <laughs> you Infinity did War. You brought I, what have I started? I've created a monster. No, no more. Infinite, no more. Uh, Avengers: Infinity War. We've all seen it twice now. Yes, yes. And second time around, Paul, you were uh, you did enjoy it. Yeah, I did. Still laughing at the one-liners. Mm-hmm. But Rory, I did enjoy it. I just was. I was far more aware of uh, the, the massive, issues. massive plot holes that are riddled through uh, through the movie. I think we are definitely going to do a little bit of a spoiler filled chat about this because there's a lot of stuff that we need to get off our chest about Avengers Infinity War I went to see it again last night and it's it by whatever it is, like two and a half hour runtime. Uh, loved it again Thanos I'm falling more and more for that man <laughs> he's incredible um, and obviously horribly evil and that I don't too. agree with yeah. anything and purple and purple um, but uh, breaking into the top 10 next week might be one of our new releases um, up first is a non-starring Clive Owen and directed by Andrew you, Nickel. And now, Rory, you... I don't know. Now, Rory, you had a chance to see this and meet the star and direct <clears throat> the film. What's the film about, first of all? Uh, okay. Right, this is going to give you a little bit of uh, direction of how good the film is. So, we're told in the in the synopsis that in, in, in not too far in the distant future, um, crime has been eliminated because everyone has um, kind of surgical implants that you can see uh, like pop-up ads and, and people details and everything just as you're walking down the street um, but we cut five minutes into the film and Clive Owen is investigating several crimes that have already happened so this future with no crime it's not accurate <laughs> okay <laughs> uh, but he is looking into uh, a particular series of murders where people the last thing they see is themselves being killed oh right uh, because, that's intriguing because they're they're Image, their vision has been hacked by uh, by another person um, so he investigates into Amanda Seyfried's character who was one of the best hackers in the in the world um, and all of her previous clients are the people who are winding up dead right mm-hmm. gotcha so the star of the film this investigative journalist is no, or, this, sorry uh, investigator yeah, is weirdly investigative journalist <laughs> <laughs> is Clive Owen who we haven't really seen too much of in a while he was uh, he was a, a bad guy in Valerian. in Valerian that's the last thing I can remember yeah he wasn't fantastic in that well there's only a limit you can be in in Valerian <laughs> I, do you know what I didn't mind Valerian I did mind Valerian okay. <laughs> because Dane DeHaan is not Harrison Ford no matter how hard how, he, he tries to he make her look and best Cara Delevingne is not an actress <laughs> she was well this is saying something out of Clive Owen 
Dane DeHaan and Cara Delevingne she was the strongest bit of uh, of Valerian I thought wow yeah that's damning with faint praise now this release though and on directed by Andrew Nichol where would people know his other work from well he kicked off his career with uh, writing and directing Gallica then he wrote the screenplay for the Truman Show so he had a fantastic start that's unbelievable uh, he wrote and directed Lord of War with Nicolas Cage which I quite enjoyed and then it starts to fall apart okay, because okay. he did Simone with Al Pacino that's right he did In Time with Justin Timberlake oh that was awful Killian um, Murphy as well wasn't he was Killian Murphy in that in I don't recall him at all I think he was I just remember Justin Timberlake and Olivia Wilde and Amanda Seyfried again yeah um, I think there's one other one in it I'm forgetting so he was grey oh he did um, what was the Eye in the Sky one but, it, what, but what not Eye in the Sky, the, sky. The, one with, the one with um, with Helen Ethan Hawk. Kill switch or something. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. But it was essentially well. another drone one. Right, okay. Um so yeah, so he has a he has a, a boner for um <laughs> current uh, technological issues. That's a French film term. Le bonheur. Le bonheur for everybody listening. Passion. <laughs> so uh this is Roy's chat with Clive Owen's chin and Andrew Nichol. And the, the rest of his face too. And the rest of his face as well. Clive and Andrew, how are you both keeping time? I'm good, very good. You're good, happy to hear it. Um, first things first, first thing in the morning, you take out your phone. What is the very first website or app you check first thing in the morning? BBC Sports Football. I knew you were going to say that. Cause it's true. I, I, I felt it was going to be that. <laughs> See how Liverpool is going to do. Read the news of the day and the gossip. Right. <laughs> and Andrew? I just check my email. What is your favourite sci-fi movie from the last, let's say the last ten years? I like Blade Runner, the the new version of Blade Runner. Well, I've done a couple in the last ten years. You have? And I like both the directors. Okay. But I did Valerian with Luke Besson and I did Children of Men with Alfonso Cuaron. So I'm going to say them just to support those films. (laughs) Pretty no loyal. bias whatsoever. It's just just the fact that you're in them. So in yeah, ten years, exactly. you'll say the same about this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Good. Um, when you're making sci-fi, there is there's a handy little buffer which I, I, I heard mentioned before, where we can talk about something that's current today and say, oh, it's ten years in the future. But obviously, it's very prescient, and obviously, Anon mm-hmm. is tackling that fantastically. Andrew, when it comes to writing and directing something like this, how difficult is it to not throw too many futuristic curveballs in there? Because I think we're still all waiting on like jetpacks and flying cars and stuff. And we, we've had those in movies since the seventies. We still haven't got them, but uh, <laughs> we, we're still. But movies like this, yeah. because they're so current, how difficult is it to get that balance right? Uh, yeah, I, I have. When I was making Gattaca, we had a, a rule. There was no hover scooters, no epaulets. <laughs> That's a tough rule. For <laughs> no hover scooters in anything. <laughs> How much has technology changed filmmaking since you've begun it? Since, since you got, like, as an actor even, and as a director as well, <clears throat> how has technology improved, or do you feel maybe taken away from filmmaking from behind the scenes when you make when you make a digital film mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to film you remember when you made a f- film with film and you had to reload mm. reloading was actually a great gift because with digital the 
temptation is just to keep shooting and shooting and shooting. And you're not quite sure what's working and what's not. But when you reload, you have time to think. And that's a great gift. And so I, I kind of miss film even from that uh, kind of banal example. And for yourself, Clive, have you noticed any major changes as an actor the more technology is developed? Um, yeah, only, only that, you know, that, that, that now they're... Because everyone's seeing everything as you're doing it all the time, and like Andrew says, you can shoot more, you, and everybody's viewing it as you're shooting, and there's more voices involved, I think that's a big shift. It's a bit like doing photo shoots. There used to be a time where the photographer called it. The photographer would take pictures and then go, yeah, we've got it. I know what you're after, and I've got it. Now there'll be 20 people looking around at the shots and all chipping in and say, and he's sort of less empowered in a way. I think shifts like that. Uh, final question. I have come over from Ireland, Clive, uh, and I, I, I will be lynched if I go back home and don't ask you uh, what was it like when you were filming King Arthur over there a few years ago. Do you have any prescient memories in your mind of oh, how amazing. much fun you had? When oh, you were it was an amazing there? time. Yeah, we shot in Dublin and in the countryside outside, and I was there for, for months. I, have a great, I had a great time, and I still have a great love of Guinness. Good. <laughs> well, you know, there's always an open invitation as well for coming over and, and, uh, and getting another point in you because it's, uh, it's well-deserved. Uh, Clive, Andrew, thank you so much. Thank Cheers, you. thank you. Last night when I was chasing her, that's where it starts. What I see changes the stairs. Stretch. It's an optical illusion, which later disappears from my record. And it doesn't end there. At this moment, I'm seeing a train at the platform. A train that isn't there. Placing a moving image in real time. Who can hack a human being? How do we stop this? To find a hacker, we hire one. What can I do for you? a blank slate, no digital footprint. She makes her living covering up secrets. She's a master editor who can erase the unwanted act in the record. Most of all, she erases herself. And now her clients are getting erased. Ooh. Erasure. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many good lines in that trailer alone. Like, so many terrible lines yes. that they're good. I think my favourite might be, who can hack a human being? Which is pretty special. Yeah, considering that it's not the human being being hacked, but the technology <laughs> so in their mind. And, uh, so it's not even accurate? No. Okay. But then none of it is. So from the way you described the plot of the film before mm. the interview, from the way the guys chatted about their own film, Clive and Andrew, uh, yeah. in the interview. Yeah, what do you, how did you, how did you, what do you think about They about didn't that? seem gushing with praise about it anyway. But what did you think of the film? It was terrible. Truly, truly horrendous, horrendous, horrendous. It's it starts off okay, and you're like, okay, okay. This seems like a mid-level Black Mirror episode idea that they've stretched into a film. And yeah, because one of the best episodes of Black Mirror with Toby Kebbell is where humans are implanted with uh, a device where they can record Mm. everything that Mm. see or everything that happens to them. So it sounds like a tweaked version of that. Yeah, Um, but not good. But not good. Yeah, it's it's. I've genuinely never seen a film before where I felt like halfway through the film everyone just 
it was like the director just suddenly realised he'd forgotten to write the second half of the script and every scene everyone was in was like oh well maybe she's over there we'll check, we'll check over there and it was just it was like the most meandering nothing plot and especially when they reveal how and why everything is happening it was real like how humans are being It's hacked. like the director wasn't even in the room it was like oh he forgot to come in so what are we doing who did it it was like that person they did it why it doesn't matter but again I'm so because of your review of such a bad film I'm mm. incredibly tempted to go and see it again it, is, is it does again. it fall into that or sorry <laughs> does it fall into that category of it's so shit it's actually worth going to see just with the it's, disbelief of how bad it is it's it's not a fun watch in and of itself okay. but it is a very it's very interesting just to see how badly put together it is like it's it's not it's not good every every aspect of it is is not good um and it really does feel like just halfway through the film it's like everyone just gave up and there was just no effort put into into any of it making sense at all it was yeah Okay, One so of the worst of the year. So it's not a return to really early form for Andrew Nichol, or unknown, unknown. No. It is not. Um, so that's out in cinemas this week. Released uh, and 11 Sky May. Cinema and, and Sky Cinema, Netflix, well. <laughs> and they're they're just bombarding us with anon. Um, An other massive release this week is Entebbe and Paul. Uh, before we hear your review of the film, here's a little clip uh, starring Daniel Brühl and Rosamund Pike. Welcome to Entebbe, Uganda. We call upon revolutionary movements everywhere to focus the attention of the world on the Palestinian people's struggle. There are 239 passengers, 83 are Israeli. Germans hijacking a plane load of Israelis. Jews. You must know how this looks to the rest of the world. I know how this looks, but it's not the reality. We don't want to hurt anyone. We're humanitarians. We need to find out if Idi Amin is helping them. We can't afford to negotiate with terrorists. That's political suicide. If your government do not negotiate, I will kill two children every 24 hours. Starting with these two. Ooh, Entebbe. Uh, out in cinemas this week. I didn't know anything about this film. Watched the trailer and immediately intrigued. And not because of the way Rory was saying about uh, Anon being so terrible. This actually looks really good. What's it all about? I was of the same ilk. Um, in 1976... Is that like a big ilk. animal? Yeah, ilk. Okay. Yes. It's a like a moose kind of, isn't it? <laughs> yes. That, that's the one. Uh, the in, same moose. In 1976, four terrorists hijack a plane from Paris that's heading to Tel Aviv that's predominantly for, uh, filled with Israeli passengers. And obviously at the time, you've got the Israel-Palestine conflict going on and uh, they land the plane in Entebbe, which is in Uganda, which is under the regime of uh, Idi Amin. Um, the, two of the hijackers are played by Daniel Brühl and Rosamund Pike and it's directed by Jose Padilla who did Elite Squad you might know as Brazilian film and he's responsible for creating Narcos so he does and and Robocop, Robocop. he is, he, <laughs> yeah, is. <laughs> he did the revamp of Robocop I was thinking the mechanism right. the other one on Netflix um, yeah it's it, it, as the trailer pitches you're kind of expecting something like Argo and kind of like even The Negotiator real tense uh, claustrophobic thriller it kind of falls between two stools in that 
Uh, unlike f- films like 71, which is interesting because it's from the same writer who did 71, I thought that was a really good, tense thriller because it didn't get into the niche nitty-gritty of the politics of the Troubles and it didn't particularly take a side between English, Irish, uh, Catholic, Protestant and such. It just basically presented for what it is, which is basically a cluster of Ooh. of a problem. I like that you bleeped yourself. That exactly. You actually censored yourself there. We didn't... Uh, how do you do that? Cluster... I, I, I think... With Entebbe, it's a really interesting story, but it falls between two stools of trying to be a political thriller because you see what the negotiations in the Israeli in the Israeli cabinet is. It doesn't like kind of like the treated as Condor, all the president's men, but you never get the sense in the climax that the tension is there to keep you on the side. Uh, I'm not going to give too much away, but ultimately becomes into a military operation and the focus switches away from Daniel Brühl, who is very good in it, Rossman Pike. Um, she does what she can with a really bad wig and awful Deirdre Barlow glasses. Oh, no. Daniel Brühl is excellent. Um, well, very, very good. But ultimately, they kind of get sidelined in the last half hour. And when it really should be escalating the tension, kind of like Argo did, you're not that much involved with it, to be honest, because it's so... It, I don't even... I think Padilla... I don't know what he was trying to make. Was it a, co- a comment on Israel-Palestine? Was it a look at the hostage situation? Was it an action thriller? It kind of aims for everything and doesn't really land on anything. It's a really interesting story, but I have a feeling that it just would have been far better as like a documentary film or... I, even I imagine it has been It has been a documentary, yeah. yeah. Or even stretch it into two parts. I never really felt engaged too much with any of the hostages or the terrorists themselves or... It's a really interesting story, but just when you want it to be really tense, it just isn't. Yeah. And it doesn't really keep you that well. It's well shot. Um, it's a very interesting story if you're not familiar with it, but it just didn't grip me in the way I thought it would from the trailer. Okay, we've been blessed with some really strong weeks of releases yeah. uh, over the past couple of months, but obviously this week, uh, not quite as good as some of the others. So maybe go and see Avengers uh, Infinity War again, or, or, or yeah. Sherlock Gnomes. Or, or Narcosi's Nips. Or Narcosi's Nips, of course. Uh, that massively amazing Polish film yes (laughs) I'm going to have to Google that again (laughs) Um, now before we get into our recommendation of what to watch at home this week we're going to revisit Paul's Oh yeah, high clue oh, yeah. example. Now he's given us uh, a couple of gifts. I said, uh, okay, to remind Luna and Potter, revolutionary drugs. After I made a bit of a balls up, and life can be a beach. It is a foreign language film, and the plot revolves around a beach, and its beach is very pro- predominant throughout. Any and guesses? it's not Ivana Lynch. It's not Ivana Lynch. And we it's in Luna don't Lovegood. think it's Daniel. And it's Radcliffe a Potter well. universe. Yeah, Potter is definitely connected to this. hundred percent. Do you want so, a clue? Do you want a massive clue? I want final clue. Massive I'm trying, gift. I'm trying to think like what actor in the Potter universe has also been in a foreign language movie. All right, I'll give you a uh, final Clemence clue. Clemence Posey. She's French. I'll give you a final clue. It's a director. What's it's a, a director. Massive one. Oh, oh, is it Ian Mamatamian? Yes. Right. Ethan, Alpha, Ethan oh, right, okay. Luna is Diego Luna, who is in the film. Yes. Uh, Potter, Alfonso Cuaron directed The Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, Fantastic director yeah. of Children of Men. Revolutionary Drugs. Revolutionary is Gael Garcia Bernal, who played Che Guevara twice, The Motorcycle Diaries, and in another film, I can't remember. Drugs. Drugs are so prominent in this film. It's like sex and drugs. Hence the gotcha. earlier stuff. It's all about sex and drugs. Life can be a beach. The film revolves a road trip to get to a famous beach in Mexico. Amazing. E2 Mama Tambien, which, which is, is another great film. Yeah, really brilliant good. film. Yes. Um, I think one of the first foreign language films I think I fell in love with, to be honest, when I saw it. That's the reason. Super show. Good high clue as well. That was a goodie. When now, I didn't balls it up originally in the second line. Listen, that's fine. We'll just let that go. Although... In uh, kind of since we were chatting about it last, the High Council have been in touch, and you have been summoned to High Court. So, oh. um, 
Yeah. Who was your I mean, lawyer? it's understandable. Who, which lawyer? The guy with the big hands from... Charlie Kelly's... <laughs> yeah, Charlie oh, Kelly's like lawyer from It's Always Sunny. Jack Kelly. Um, now, if you are unable to make it to the cinema this week and you are sitting at home in front of the TV and you happen to have Netflix and you, yeah, there's a lot of like kind of variables here. Yeah. So hopefully you have all of these things. But uh, I was looking... I was going to suggest uh, Cinema Paradiso. No way. Don't. No, Don't the piano's it. been put away. Go is on. it? Oh, no, I find the piano again. It's fine. Here it is. I'm just going to... But music? it turns out it's been taken. Now worse than they come to the movie stuff already. Or this is magical. This is beautiful. Too much of a good thing. Look at me welling up again. Um, it's not on Netflix anymore, unfortunately. Thanks, piano player. Uh, <laughs> but another amazing foreign language film uh, that was released back in 2002 in Brazil and then hit the rest of the world 2003 is City of God. Cidade de Deus. Um, is it? Which is uh, City of God, which. I remember seeing it in the cinema at the time completely blew me away about uh, a tale of like a, a group of young friends who live in the slums of Rio de Janeiro and basically take these different paths and it's about you know do they choose a life of crime or do they follow their passions one of them is a photographer and it's about how some of them try to resist the crime how they inevitably end up getting caught up in it as well and their progression not unlike something like Once Upon a Time in America where it's following the kids and how they become prominent gangsters um, in their area but it is such uh, a good film. The action in it is incredible. The relationships between the characters and uh, are, are both of you fans of that? Or yeah, did you like that film? Yeah. yeah. And it is available on Netflix to watch. So even if you uh, have seen it before, it's well worth. Um, I think and you have to put away like half a day though. Because yeah. it's. It's about. I think it's about two and a half There's hours. There's a documentary long, on Netflix about it called City of God 10 Years Later, which actually oh, follows the actors uh, 10 years after it was released. That's just been re added to Netflix a few days ago. So. I mean, Amazing. I haven't seen that, yeah, so really double bill the shit out of that. Two recommendations. 100%. Um, now, we're on to our competition giveaway. Uh, we do have the competition Woo! high clue. Thanks to everybody who got in touch. Um, not too many right answers from last week's high clue. Shocking. Just a reminder of it. And again, this was not rude, okay? It's not a rude high clue. Well, it's rude. Starts out chasing cock. Judged oh, to be believable. This is the one I thought was City of God. By a famous horse. With him chasing a chicken. Oh, that's right. It's all connected. See? Um, so Star Trek Chasing Cock, judged to be believable by a famous horse. A lot of people did get the Chasing Cock reference in terms of chasing a chicken and went for Rocky, Rocky 2, II, Rocky 3. But it wasn't any of the Rocky films uh, starring Sylvester Stallone as a young boxer. But the correct answer was Creed, the most recent uh, film in the franchise. So Star Trek Chasing Cock. I just need to stop saying that, don't I? Yeah. Uh, Michael B. Jordan uh, is put through the ringer by uh, Sylvester Stallone. Uh, he does have to chase chickens in order to improve his footwork in his time. Uh, judged to be believable. Judge was reference to Judge Dredd. That uh, uh, he was played by Sylvester Stallone. Believable is also uh, the definition of creed, a type of belief. And the last thing, by a famous horse, Rocky's nickname is the Italian Stallion. Uh, that's the reference there. So congratulations to Disgruntled in Malahide, who got the Rocky reference and the Judge Dredd, which made him think of Creed. But he wasn't sure. He was like, what the fuck is the horse reference? But that's what it was. It was Italian Stallion. But for this week, for a chance to win some tickets to an exclusive preview screening of Deadpool 2, there'll be more details <gasps> up on Joe. Uh, all you have to do is subscribe to The Big Review Ski and guess this week's competition high clue. So you ready? Yes. Remember, you guys cannot shout out the answer to this. And again, 
I've gone through this with a fine tooth syllable comb. I hope to God a it's okay. Comb. A syllable comb. You can get them uh, in the pound store. It's uh, or cents. The, what? What the euro <laughs> store, the pound store, whatever. <laughs> so here we go. Big insomniac. Floral donkey lady strums. Good God. And donkey lady is hyphenated, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> the final line is wood on wooden bench. Right, so spell the first wood. Uh, W-O-O-D. Okay. On. Wooden bench. So those three lines again. Big insomniac, floral donkey lady strums, wood on wooden bench. Syllables are all good. I think big insomniac, floral donkey lady strums, uh, seven wood on wood and bench five. Oh, yeah, we God. trust you thank to God. count your own syllables. Well, I don't want to make any more formal apologies. I can't go back there. No, I have to get these right from now it's on. It's like three strikes and you're out. You're <laughs> out too. <laughs> okay, so um, any ideas? But don't say. It. But any ideas? Yeah. But don't say it. No. no okay. Yeah, work <laughs> okay. Through. Okay. Well, yeah, look, in, that's pretty much us for this week. Are you just going to spend the entire week coming up with num puns again? No. Okay, I get it, because you were trying to say the word no. Not because you said num. Did I say num? Oh, for God's sake. Do you know what? It's this goddamn cold. I'm not as snotty numb. as I was last week. Ali. Sherlock, just numb. blame it on the very yeah. I can't yeah. speak anymore. Okay, I'm going to get elocution lessons uh, between now and next week. What have we got next week? Oh, coming up, actually, we do have, uh, as we said... Our review of Deadpool 2, as well as those tickets that people will be uh, going to see as well. So um, you can look forward to that. And we will have some, I've been exclusively told, some Marvel goodies to give away as well. So we can look forward to that. And more high clues and more terribly bad gnome puns. Looking forward to that. Do we have any more gnome puns? No, let's wrap this up before they start again. Bye-bye. See you later. (laughs) Bye-bye.